Yes. Ah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Use your words. Oh Use my words. I, okay. Like, didn't I say that like right at the beginning of the show that he was going to die? Yeah. Didn't I say, I, know, I didn't think, I honestly thought he was never going to wake up out of the coma anyway, but, or then I said, right. Like that he would wake up and then he would die anyway, or that he, they would do the surgery and he would die. There was some kind of combination. Did we do the intro first? Oh my yeah. God. Oh, oh no. On. You said to talk. Ah! I know. That's we'll, we'll do a cold open with that. But, uh, Oh my gosh. Now it's time for... I can't calm down. My heart is racing. All right. Do we want to... I love Colin so much. <laughs> do, no. Do... Like, that's the funny so part. <laughs> as the theme song being sung to you. Let me try to calm down. Yeah, I know. With this, with my I lovely... wish you had a heart monitor on right now. Oh, my God. Like, like, feel like... No, like, I want to see how the song affects you. Oh, my you. God. Oh, my <laughs> heart is racing. Mm. All right. Here we go. And that's the cliffhanger version, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Welcome now my heart to... rate is up. Oh my god! <laughs> Welcome oh. to Everwood Never Wouldn't podcast, where I, Adam Lover, make my friends Eric and KT, and occasionally my Jerome. Watch and discuss with me the first season of the hit. Early 2000s WB teen slash family drama Everwood. Tonight's episode, season one, episode 23, the season finale, y'all. Yeah. Titled Home. Yeah. Teleplay by Michael Green and Rena Mamoon. Rena. It's Mamoon. weird. Teleplay by instead of written by. Yeah. Everything else is said written by hmm. story by Greg Berlanti and Vanessa Taylor, directed by Sandy Smolin. Original air date May 19th, 2003. Official DVD booklet episode description. <laughs> While Andy seeks surgical advice from his mentor, Colin fills the hours before his operation, comforting his family and friends. Then comes the moment when Dr. Brown finally enters the. The tense waiting room. What a weird. <laughs> then what comes a weird... the moment. <laughs> then comes then the moment. Then comes the moment when this Dr. Is, Brown this is like finally Adam enters. Describing the episode as we're going through it. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's like it just skipped like that. This is how it ends, folks. <laughs> oh man. Well, this is the this is the big season one finale. There's a commentary on this on the DVD, so I'll have, I'll have stuff to share with y'all from that. Um, the commentary for this episode, again, like they have so many people on the commentaries. Yeah. Greg Berlanti, co-writer, executive producer, co-executive producer Andy Ackerman, co-executive producer Rena Mamoon, 
and also a co coteleplast coteleplast <laughs> Uh, executive producer Mickey Liddell, co-writer slash supervising producer Michael Green. So I think, yeah, Michael Green and Rena Mamoon wrote it together. Supervising producer Vanessa Taylor. And then also Treat Williams, Emily Van Camp, and Tom Amandis, although he doesn't introduce himself in the commentary oh. at the beginning when they all, all sang, like, and this is me. Like, so his voice just suddenly popped up <laughs> it, during the commentary. And I was like, oh, Tom, And it here. was the greatest moment of your life. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> was, yep. was Everwood originally a play? Is that what that is? Like, like a Like a couple of acts on stage ending with Colin's death? No. That's what the teleplay I guess, means? you know, I think it must be since for some reason they had to have a story by credit hmm. story by Greg Berlanti and Vanessa Taylor. Like maybe like when you separate out the story and the teleplay and you, you like together, it's just written by, but if mm -hmm. the story is broken mm -hmm. by like, if the, if enough of the episode was like, like thought of ahead of time by Greg Berlanti as the creator of the show, hmm. then give him the story credit. But yeah, I think that actually might make sense. Because written by is probably reserved for writers who like do a lot of the Here we go. Leg work. You oh. get a story by credit <laughs> when you come up with the bare bones idea with minimal dialogue, just like a treatment of a few pages. Okay. A teleplay credit goes to the person who expanded the yeah. story into a script. And then if you did both of it, then you get the all encompassing written by. So you're right. So I yeah. was right. That mm -hmm. feels good. Why did I look that up? I shouldn't have never looked that up. No, you're great. <laughs> no, now Adam feels smug. <laughs> I feel smug. I'll enjoy that for the rest of you. <laughs> oh, <Aww. yay. laughs> well, Katie, how's your heart doing? It's okay now. See? I tried to listen to the the description. I was trying to quiet down so I could actually <laughs> listen. And then I forgot that I was all freaked out. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's called that's anxiety good. disorder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um thoughts impressions overall i'm curious um this is my first thought if he's not actually dead i'm gonna be really disappointed <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because i hate colin or anything or i don't hate the actor nothing i just will be really like bored if they're like oh but um, he's maybe not gonna i would be surprised if he's dead Ugh, with him not saying that at the end sucks I think if he were dead, it would have ended with him then why like the fuck is this shaking his head or something, and then it would have cut to black. Oh, man. I know that's what Can I'm you, saying. It's like only like once I thought from about a break, then right. just diving that's into, what oh, I was you, thinking after dead. I at first my reaction was like, yes, I knew it. He was going to die. And then I was thinking about it in mm -hmm. that time period. It also calmed my heart down to think about that, like going, wait a second. Ew, wait Nothing, a second. Well. Nothing about uh, Dr. Brown's bedside manner would suggest to me that he's like a gotcha. Here he is behind the door. <laughs> like that. Oh that my God. Wait, if he did that, I would be really excited. <laughs> he's like just completely psychotic at this point. Like, just what? No, he's I like, think I'm a God. What the fuck? If, if I had to guess, I would say that it didn't go completely perfectly right. and they don't he's not sure what's going to happen. Yeah, but that's so boring. That's what already <laughs> happened in the first season. <laughs> like what the fuck? 
Guys, can you imagine watching this show live and then having the summer of 2003 oh to like obsess over Adam like, oh my God, day. <laughs> is Colin going to live or die? And like obsessing over and like rewatching that season finale just for that fucking montage. You know what? And for on the VHS Andy's you recorded it on? <sighs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but i think that andy's face at the end is like i think it's a really powerful moment to end on and i yeah. love the fact that there that it's like ambiguous i mean it's really effective uh, i oh man i mean it's it feels ambiguous. so soap opera-y to me i don't like that this, today today was the first time when i was watching the episode and i was just like something about this feels like a soap opera yes. that that i was because my mom watched soap operas and i was just like i never watched them but something about this episode specific yes. in my head, I was just like, this feels like a soap opera. Yeah, mm -hmm. I could see that. Totally. Very much. Very much. That's why it, it was weird because I don't think the rest of the show is like that. I have never said that. I don't think about no. this show. But this, this episode, episode was, was like. the least groundbreaking. Yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> like very falling back <laughs> on that kind of feeling. Yeah. Maybe maybe the director or something comes from like a. a a, a background of like mm. yeah that kind of like daytime yeah. tv and stuff sandy I, small one what's her face yeah i can't believe um by the way that adam thought that we would only watch one season <laughs> that's what of i was thinking show. too like, yeah. why don't you just watch the first season? Are you, like, That'll be I, the idea. Eve, you at least have to watch the first episode of the second season <laughs> so you know <laughs> what happens yeah no of course Adam, um, of course. This is his plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's dive into it. Let's uh, let's let's get into it. Uh, we got some great opening narration. <laughs> yes, I really tried to pay attention so hard. <laughs> it was easy because it was uh, everything you knew yes, already. As soon as I yeah, heard, realized that, I was like, oh no! I thought I was like, oh, the last episode of Clip Show. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah, a recap. Greg Berlanti said in the in the commentary that. The whole intention was that if you missed the whole year, you could watch right. this episode and it would stand on its own. Yeah, you basically could have watched one episode of Everwood. Yeah, it would have been yeah. that's that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one thing that I definitely like about things not being tied to at least the TV I watch not being these regular releases because they don't have to waste their time with yes, shit like that. Yes, anymore, uh -huh. in terms of. You didn't Story. like the little. I, I mean, it was fine. I I I was trying to debate whether I liked I didn't. or didn't like the fact that it was narrated. I think I actually did a little bit because otherwise well, it would have just been like little clips, like they kind of do at the beginning right. of the other episodes, yes. and that would just be very dull. So at mm -hmm. least putting yeah. like some new uh, written dialogue on it, but yeah. it, over overall as a as a thing, I was like, uh, we've. <laughs> Who needs this? We've been watching these episodes. You know what I didn't like it about it, though? Like, it was the fact that it felt like the show was suddenly trying to really make me care so much about Colin, when Ooh. in reality, I watched Ooh. this show more for everyone uh -huh. else. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, this so whole thing is pointing towards this show is about Colin. Colin and I'm like, and Dr. No, Brown, no, I am not yeah, like, interested. The line yeah. where it said, this is, the, uh, this is a story yes. about the town yes. that lost its center. Right. What? Yeah, not at all. Why is yeah. this I junior him, yes. the town center? Yeah, what? it's I, so dumb. I, yeah. I, 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 100% agree actually yeah. and then like we get it peppered throughout the rest of the episode uh -huh. like there's little references and we'll I'll, like read them when I get to those 
part of my notes, but like, yeah, these references to like Colin is like what holds everyone together, like the town together. Yeah. And like, frankly, I'm not sure that we actually no. see that or we get that never impression over the course see, of the season. We never see any characters other than the f- literal family and girlfriend and Ephraim because he's related to yeah. the girlfriend. It's come up to him and go, okay, remember when you volunteered except for, except at the <laughs> flower stand? Remember when we were serving lemonade? He's not yeah. part of the community at all, it doesn't seem. No. He's it's just very, a promising yeah. so we, athlete. That's it. We get some. We get surface level stuff of like, he's a popular kid. Right. He's right. like, you know, an athlete and like that's it like I, those I weird kids that... gathered on his lawn when he came home in the car yeah, with that yeah. Odd scene. <laughs> yeah. Yep. so yeah so like i totally i i agree i think that um they could have done a better job of of, of showing like a robust kind of relationship between him and the community mm-hmm. like i mean like they have like nina telling ephraim like what was he like oh he's like you know I forget even what you said. Like, but like more conversations like that, or more moments where mm-hmm. right. I, they tried, like, right, like the journalist comes and you know writes about the miracle of Everwood, and like the I think people you know would like that lumberjack guy was like, oh, you haven't heard about Colin Hart, but still, like <laughs> moments like that could have been more like personal i guess i don't know see yeah. like even those things like it was about the accident people have, yeah like, like it wasn't oh, even about like oh you don't know right. colin he's my cousin he or like this. he's he, my best like, friend exactly right this is what Lawnmower. he means to me <laughs> yeah like he, he's no, never anything you know like what, that though like it's interesting to kind of think about the fact that uh, so much of of I could buy that like so much of a town's identity could like coalesce around just a traumatic like a sure. car accident this boy's yeah. in a coma right yes. like like that might be them rewriting their own history their own consciousness thinking like oh we all are gathering around this this story mm, without yeah. you know I, I could step we happen don't see that though life. like they don't tell that story to us and well that's the, the only season. thing that they did say though like that's what we were just saying like the the lumberjack oh colin he had the he had the brain yeah. thing like that's all make, they know him yeah. for <laughs> they're united just mostly by that you know, but, yeah. but, but, you know, so I, I totally get it. Um, I, I do like in the narration, I like it's the, the linking of Colin's car accident with Julia's car uh-huh. accident in New York uh-huh. and these two car accidents connected by fate. I, I always kind of forget about that until like watching this. Right. I was like, Oh yeah. Like that. I like that pairing, but it's kind of, Mm-hmm. So it really should have been a story about two accidents connecting fate more than it was a bit about the story about a town that lost its. Yeah. That, maybe that could have been a different uh, yeah mm-hmm. approach to the, to the teleplay. So, so here's the thing is like, uh, we were listening to the rough draft of Irv's notes. <laughs> yeah. In the final draft, he cut out the first <laughs> <laughs> but then the file that he sent, it, it all got fucked up. He would have done so, that if he hadn't didn't have to go searching for Ephraim <laughs> on, on the lake in the middle of the night. Honestly, yeah, he just, Honestly, it's true. <laughs> that narration isn't as good as because he's saving Ephraim's life. Um, so in the commentary, like I mean, I will say that you know Greg Berlanti's uh, attributed the um the narration, the writing of the narration to Vanessa Taylor and said that Vanessa Taylor is the best narration writer, the poet laureate of narration writing. Wow. Um, 
Karina Mamoon is like, it is the hardest thing to do, and she does it well every single time. So they were giving themselves some pats on the back for for the narrating. Um, they also gave a shout out to John Beasley, the nicest guy in show business, who apparently, I, I, I the, he played oh. the father of The Rock in something. What in the I WWE? Need, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the WWE. Like they referenced. No, him. I think he was in the show Rock. Oh no! No, was he in the movie Walking Tall? Oh, uh, I don't That's remember that one. Is the that Rock the was. Oh, that was The Rock. Oh, so, I think but it was the, if John Beasley was in it, then we can presume that he played. Wait, this is always music department filmography. Wait, this is the wrong John Beasley I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the problem. It's Ron Weasley instead. <laughs> Ron Weasley, John. Be- oh, I get a Walking Tall. Up. Yep, John Beasley. Thank you. Dwayne Johnson has a John Beasley number of one. Thanks to Walking Tall. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So, and John Beasley, again, follows us on Twitter. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's my favorite because I love John Beasley. I think he's awesome. John, John Beasley. (laughs) Yep. Now we got to do that. Treat said during the commentary that, I don't know why I write these things down to share. But you're never going to watch the commentary, so... Uh, no, I'm not. He said, I get asked, is it a comedy or a drama? It's just a good story. It's funny. <laughs> it's dramatic. It's good storytelling. Thanks, Tree. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, yeah, the uh, it's all about Colin and how the boy hadn't decided if life was worth dying for. And then we cut to Colin going to Andy in his doctor's office. And asking him about the operation, asking him what he can promise him. And, uh, you know, well, what can you promise me? Nothing. Okay, I'm in! <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, you know, cool. Okay. Yeah. Emily Van Camp in the commentary was asked uh, to choose between Ephraim and Colin. Like, if she in real life had to choose sexist. one of the... One of the how is that sexist? Because they didn't ask anybody else's question. You keep going. It's because you should ask Rita Mamoon whether she would fuck Colin or, or Gregory Smith. Um, Emily, yeah, you know, they asked her which one she would date in real life. And she said, uh, Ephraim's a little too, oh, poor me. <laughs> uh, that's not just a bad choice to me. <laughs> a rough one for me. And his mom did just died, right? He's right. grieving. <laughs> He's grieving. <Yeah. laughs> um, oh, Rena then chimed in and said, Emily and I saw Eight Mile together, and she said she wanted to date Eminem. <laughs> and Emily said, you wanted to date him as well. And then Treat said, well, there are two of him, so you could both date him. One M. And here's the best part of this: there was complete silence. What? I, I want to picture Tom Amanda silencing everybody. Nobody laugh. Nobody laugh. No, it, just, it just sounds so like sad. Like he makes this awful joke, uh. and then there's just. Silence says like, you know, like ten seconds before they just move on to other parts. Oh, I hate that. Oh, that's so sad. 
Each date, one M. You should message him on Instagram and see if he remembers that. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's It's his most shameful moment. (laughs) Also, what a what a totally a two thousand three bit of commentary. We just saw Eight Mile together, and we want to date Eminem. (laughs) Oh my god. Then he spins the rest of the commentary just fucking kicking himself for that joke. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, I don't think he did. It's, that's what makes it so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever edited like the commentary, like I think that the, I'm surely somebody chuckled. They should have left in a chuckle. It just <laughs> did they add in crickets? The editor was Eminem and he didn't like that joke. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you, if you amplify the volume, he added in some cricket noise. You just you just have to really amplify it to hear it. <laughs> we come back from the opening titles to uh, the kitchen. I can't drink anymore? Do you want that? Sorry. Are what? you done? <laughs> that was like what the fuck? <laughs> um, so um, Andy and. The kids are preparing for a road trip to a university. Apparently, the university is in New York, so they drive to New York from fucking Colorado. That's wild. Like that no is way. quite the road That's like trip. days. Yeah, yeah, That's too far. Are you sure it's in New York? It is. I, I looked it up on. I looked up the episode on IMDb and in the episode description, like, and then that's why at the end he's like, "Yeah, it's not like New York. Like everyone's not like New York. Like, yeah, and that's it." That's what? a long drive. No. They drove two hours from no. Pittsburgh. Well, they left at like 6 p.m. and Wait, drove overnight. Left... No, they left at 6 a.m., I thought. I think it was an early morning thing. I thought drove it was... all day. But... I mean, he, he does say he does say when he gets there, like, I had it was a hell of a drive. But I don't think that's, like, even possible. Because how many days? I guess I thought this was, like, a really tightly dayed episode <laughs> like, it's like two days episode. right well, that's from, from when like. colin says i'm in right to so, yeah it's an entire day so okay if there we don't know where everwood is in colorado so let's assume it's as far east as possible okay it's in I mean, julesburg it's, it's it's in the it's in the mountains oh okay so, so like oh and it's a few hours from Denver, so right? It's all the way over there, then I get. Um, all right. Let's say, I don't know. That looks fine. Okay. So, two, I did to Buffalo, which is kind of like on the western part of New York. And that's if you drive straight, 23 hours and 18 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So they would have at least spent. Two full hours Are we sure? driving. Wait, so I, I'm confused though. Like, I probably am just misremembering, but like, did we see them? Taking a car the whole way. I remember them leaving. Did they take a plane? Did they just drive the airport, take a plane? I mean, that's not a road trip, right? I think it was their Is car that what they he were said, driving in the parking trip? lot. Yeah. I'm I, pretty sure. Did he always have a BMW SUV? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They had an Impala. Yeah, I could not remember the, them traveling. I can't remember it right now. Like, almost anything about it. Yeah, we don't see kind of it. Sleeping. Yeah. I think they kind of, like, elide a lot of that. Um, they do say later, like, this was filmed in the spring in Utah when the weather would change every five minutes. Didn't help with the consistency for the road trips. Mm-hmm. Greg Berlanti said, nobody notices, nobody notices. It's TV time. 
He literally said that. I wrote that down and put a bunch of exclamation points. TV time. TV time. I wondered where the university was. I'm like, that's interesting. They must have gone to yeah. college somewhere near Everwood. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Uh, I don't know. Weird. I don't like that. I don't like it either. <laughs> Sorry. It was a, it's quite the trip. I mean, it's possible that they, I mean, like if they're, they're, you know, a few hours from the airport. No, but he's just like, yeah, it's a hell of a, it's a drive. And they again, drove, that was their car in the parking lot right? of the college. Unless Maybe they he's the so rich one. that he has a, he invented a plane that can carry a car and them. I mean, no, I'm sure like there that. are plans that you just drive cars into. <laughs> Guys, I don't know a lot about planes or cars. It, it said, yeah, I mean, the, the official the description Do on IMDb. Do you transport cars like that? You can. Just I mean, they, plane. they transport like military vehicles and stuff. They transport cars on the Titanic and then people fuck in them. Wow. That also sounds like TV time. <laughs> Dr. Brown travels with Ephraim and Delia to New York to consult with his accomplished mentor. Bizarre. Ooh bizarre all right we spent so much time talking about this fucking road trip uh, yeah it's terrible it's offensive also is that quote from the the commentary where the tv time app got its name i wonder probably he was doing it TV time. um the producer said we start every act one in the kitchen <laughs> greg berlanti says mm -hmm. it's sent to your show um and treat said during that scene the best thing that's happened to television are these fake paper bags that don't make any noise. They're made out of cloth. Yep. <gasps> I've seen that video yeah. with that sound the guy. guy the sound guy, yeah. On, like, or the prop master or something. Twitter, it pops up like every it's couple months. It's super cool. It's a cool one. You, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's super cool. Like he, he you should it's like, look it's, at, it's, it's like a vinyl-y rubber kind yeah. of thing or whatever. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Um, we've got an Abbott family dinner, and as Greg Berlanti <laughs> said, I'm sorry, it wouldn't be an episode without an Abbott meal. Yay! Uh, and they, they're talking about grad night is going to be in the baseball stadium for the seniors, talking about Colin's plans for the day before his surgery. Uh, Tom Amandis said during the commentary, I'd like to bring up the Dr. Abbott napkin. What's the fear on that? <laughs> oh my god. And uh, they, I guess maybe it was Greg's, said, we love it. Only you could get away with that. Somebody said that. Um, it's the greatest thing Does we've literally talked about it on idea? this podcast. Like that was the I actor's choice? I don't know, but what he does, it might have been. But what he does say is that he said, I remember Michael Schultz going, I think it's one of the directors, don't do that napkin this time. <laughs> and I said, I kind of think I have to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good old. Um, we get them driving, and we get an explanation of Andy. They're, they're going to see his mentor, Donald Douglas. Um, and we we learned that Andy would always uh, he used to hammer out every detail, every possibility of a surgery uh, beforehand with his mentor. Wait, you heard that while they were driving? Yeah. Because that's what they were saying? Yeah. Wow. You're good. Are you making a point? No. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you they were in the it. car for 24 hours solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we get this nice scene with Colin and his dad. Mr. Hart watching some home videos. Dad? Colin. What are you doing up? Everything all right? 
Yeah, I'm fine. I just want to get some water. What are you doing? Oh, I... I just couldn't sleep. I found this old video on the coffee table your mom must have watched. Isn't this the uh, trip from Beaver Creek last year? Yeah. You remember? Maybe some of it. <laughs> Not much. Dad? What? Are you scared? so much of the surgery. I just got this feeling. You know when you leave the house in the morning and after about 10 minutes of being in the car, you feel like you left something on, like the television or the bathroom light? <laughs> and that feeling just nags you all day long. You know, it's just that feeling of forgetting. Or of leaving something behind. It's kind of like that. Like I'm on my way to the hospital and I've left a light on somewhere. Does it make any sense? Yeah. None of this makes any sense to me, Colin. I wish it did. You wanna tell me what you're scared of? late was it that he's just like what are you still doing up yeah uh, that's a, that was my first thought yeah and then, um my second thought was i can't believe they're throwing rocks at each other so close to the mom and getting the mom splash like that would make me upset as the mom that was my second <laughs> thought <laughs> well, nice. what do we think about the acting because in the commentary they were all like go, like going nuts for uh denny thor's acting I think he's good. Yeah, I mean, he, mm -hmm. he seemed more uh, dynamic in this scene than he's been throughout the entire rest of the show. He literally was Denethor before, like just a very like, <laughs> mm -hmm. like a mask of like grump face yeah. all the time. And I hated him. And then all of a sudden he became a person in this scene. This is the first time he showed like doubt, I guess, and just like I don't know, I I don't, I'm scared too, you know. Mm. Yeah, and like showed that he actually cared about his son. He's literally sitting in the living room watching videos of his son before this major. So I mean, like that's so cute. <laughs> it's it's like really nice, and he hadn't shown any of that. He was a good. It was a good episode. A little yeah. good scene for him. Um, apparently, that footage that of the home videos that that was the last footage they shot of the entire season. Mm -hmm. According to Emily Van Camp. Oh, I bet there was a dry eye in the house. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. No, seriously. With all that splashing. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. Uh, we cut to New York. A lecture hall. Philip Baker hall. I love Philip Baker hall. In anything, like he's just always great to watch. Um, he's from Law and, and Order, right? Is that the cop show that I know him from, or is it mm, NCIS? Or he's one of those. He's great. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the shows. I don't know what you're talking about. No. What? He's fr- that's like he's like in one of those yeah. forty season long yes. cop shows. Or he was. I, that's my go to mind m- m- reference for him. I don't think so. What's his name again? Philip Baker Hall. Wow. Wait, is it somebody else? Must be. But nothing's popping That's up. It's fucking weird that we both had that. I'm like, oh, it's that guy from that cop show. I literally had that same thought. What? Who is it that we're thinking of? God, that makes me feel crazy. But there's a guy. Jerry Orbach, that... maybe? Uh, let me yeah. see. Um, I, is that who that... we're confusing him with? Yep. Definitely. Yes, it's totally. That's who we were confusing him. We both confused him <laughs> for the, the same, same thing. guy. So weird. That, can I see the other guy again? That's weird. Why did we do that? They do kind of look similar. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I mean, I think it's maybe their voice or something. I think there's something about their voices that are similar. Which because I don't think that they look that similar. My goodness. He was the he was the like I think the library cop in that episode of Seinfeld where uh, George takes a book into the bathroom. No wait, that, yeah. is that's that the, what it is? Wait, is that the same as the one with the, the late fees? Somebody has late no, fees. No, I think it's different. That's a bookstore. Um, and also, Philip Baker Hall is in Magnolia. Cool. Anyway, we can cut out all of this and just end it. <laughs> I always love seeing Philip Baker Hall. <laughs> He is playing Donald Douglas and giving a lecture about learning and memory, and it turns personal real mm-hmm. quick. He aims it at Andy. What do people think about that? What a moment. jerk! <laughs> what a jerk! It's kind of it's kind of a tense moment. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Like I guess. <laughs> Like it was, but I was like, okay, so like, who is this guy? And why do I care? Like, why do I care about his opinion? Okay, yeah, I get that he's his mentor, but like, we don't care. You weren't listening during the car trip. I'm sorry, I don't have an actual care built over 10 seconds. You're supposed to care because it's Philip Baker Hall. The guy from Law and Order. Yeah, the guy from Law and Order. I mean, right, I did care a little more when I saw him. I think Except I, I was thought too he was dis- another guy. Only because he thought he was Jerry <laughs> Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> aside from being wrong about who it was, I was distracted by the fact that it was someone familiar. Right, because I was like, what's not happening? Not familiar enough for you to know who he was. <laughs> oh, I knew it. No, that's the thing. I knew exactly who he was in the moment. I was just completely wrong. <laughs> um, uh, Andy follows Dr. Douglas out in the parking lot. They have a little uh, conversation. You know, Donald says, the day you walked down in your gift would be the last day we talked. Told you. All the time has been training you and investing in you. Investing. It's a waste of time. Hmm. Um, until Andy, of course, tells him about Colin, and then he's like, I'm listening. <laughs> and they're at the bar. They're talking through the surgery. Oh, my goodness. That's the best scene in the whole episode, though. <laughs> It's the best fucking scene. So much medical jargon. Yeah. (laughs) They showed showed a lot of respect for Treat's uh, delivery of those lines. All I could think was what you've told me all these times about how Treat Williams can't learn his lines or whatever. That through Mm -hmm. that scene, I was like watching his face. I was like, is he panicking? Is he panicking? Like, (laughs) is can he remember these words? Just because Uh it's just. It was very distracting. <laughs> I was waiting for 
every single break in speech, I was just like, was that because he couldn't remember his right. line? Where was yeah. the cut? Would a regular doctor make that same pause there? I don't know. Yeah. Why is everybody, the time he's talking, we're looking at the back of his head? <laughs> Greg Delaney said in the commentary, the best compliments we get are when doctors love the show. The That authenticity is the most difficult to achieve. Yeah. It'd be funny if, if he's never gotten... <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of saying like we'd love to hear from any yeah, doctor <laughs> um you talked about how they wanted to make the medical dialogue tenable treat said i think i ate 45 maraschino cherries that day like is there any movie or show that has ever used maraschino cherries in this way that isn't sexual this was an extremely <laughs> confusing scene for me like the sexual. tracing of the unnecessary yeah. tracing of the sugar <laughs> Yeah, wait, I gotta, I gotta demonstrate curvy... this, and it just goes around. It, yeah, it's a squiggle. There's literally no reason for him to have done it other than to be flirting or something. He does that, then the cherry falls into the sugar, and then he eats it on the table. Well, treat and the doctor used to have a little, a little tradition where they would wear uh, sugar and cherries. So he was like reminding him of the good times. They used to have no. <laughs> thing. You're making it sexual. I bet they always would do this with food items. Mm, yeah, as they watched through the details. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's a, they need a way to like to dumb it down for us no, idiots. <laughs> medical jargon, like to dramatize it, right? Like Americans so like, like sugar. Put sugar on the screen. Draw in it. <laughs> Eat the cherry. Cherry in the sugar. Put it in his mouth. They'll watch it now. It's like this. I can understand a medical whiteboard that can do the same thing, where you can just like, draw it. They're in a bar. Where would they get a medical whiteboard? A bar napkin and a pen? You're not going to tell just me that pick, that old man does not a, have a couple pick, pens in his pocket. Pick a different, different image to illustrate rather than uh, I go around. <laughs> go around. At <laughs> least something that takes like two gestures, not just one. Right, like two fingers like intersecting and drawing a little shape. Come on! That's all Treat Williams could remember. That was that was his life. He had a more complicated sugar line to draw, but he couldn't remember it. <laughs> They're like, wait, do the thing with the sugar again. Yeah, forget your lines, just do that. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <laughs> well, I could say more, but I won't. Uh, oh, what? It's, it's not like we're recording this upset? for content or anything. <laughs> I have a teleplay credit for that scene. <laughs> I love uh, Very like perching on your laptop, like yep. I have a ton of, and then you just like perched. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of perches, no. Now uh, we have to keep that in. Apparently, Amy is sneaking out of the house, leaving her perch. Ooh. Wow. Um, Little baby is leaving the perch. The this, that, that scene's where I realized I was confused about time. Because, like, the scene with Colin and his dad, I was like, this is the night before. It's got to be. It feels totally like the night before. But no, there was like, a, there's two days in between 
It was just, I was like, oh, I, I got the it, timeline like, me was back very in. confusing. Yeah. 100%. It's probably more than two days, right? It has to be for them to be gone. Well, I mean, work. I don't know. But they had said that they were talking about the day tomorrow, that well, dinner that was, was dinner, talking but about. The tomorrow was the day before surgery. There, the, the, when the Browns left, didn't wasn't could have been well before the same day as the, the Abbott dinner, right? Right. Like we see them leave, and then sometime after they've left, yeah. the Abbots are meeting. And, no, yeah. my my like, I, my timeline confusion is separate from my being dubious about how far it is. I was just mm-hmm. it was just because that scene with him and the dad felt totally like a night before scene. Uh-huh. I don't know me. because. Okay, so it's they they were leaving for the road trip, and then he asks, "How was the last day of school?" Like as if it was like yesterday or mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And then they're having the grad night thing. Mm-hmm. What's the time in between that last day of school and senior night? Yeah, because like that's where the discrepancy lies. Like that's well, weird. in Colorado, <laughs> grad nights are always four days after the last day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> on this authoritatively because i used to live there there you go all right answered that perch again Uh, perch (laughs) again (laughs) 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 dr abbott catches them sneaking out and he's a good dad he gets it he hands amy a cell phone and says have fun (laughs) just call every four hours Andy, Ephraim, and Delia are in a parking lot. Andy is lost. <laughs> no, they're not in a parking lot. They can't find the parking lot. No, they're lot. looking for a parking lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on a quad of some type. Andy says, West is always left. Yeah. <laughs> that was bright. Is, that was bright line. <laughs> is Andy making a joke? No. Or is Andy mm-hmm. really <laughs> a dumb baby? <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> oh, man. What a question. Because, like, yes, he is a dumb baby. Or, but he's a goofy dad. Or is it, is he commenting on the map that he has? Oh, like the West should be on the left of the paper. I think that's but actually maybe. what the line is. <gasps> but I didn't get that while watching it either. I only realized that now. That's, an, that's a really good thought, Eric. But I... I think the problem is that he delivers it while like he like has the map out, but he's like looking around. Mm-hmm. Like that but is, then he turns left. left. When he says that line, right. he turns left. Yeah. West wow. is always left, and he turns left. But I'm I'm guessing it's that the map is the that north is down or right or something. The doubt there, yeah. yeah. Okay, so maybe he's an adult man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Colin, Bright, and Amy are on a road trip of their own. We get a uh, the most yawn footage of all the episode. Yawn. Yes, I thought it was weird, actually. I thought it was, like, the most... It's like the scene out of that weird fucking movie I was just telling you about. You know, the old 80s. Midsommar? 
no, not Mitzvah, <laughs> but similar, you know, somewhere in Michigan or whatever the fuck that weird cult 1983 movie is oh, well, with the sing-songy stuff. It's like making the rounds on TikTok. Oh, man. Whatever. Somewhere in Michigan, possibly somewhere in Michigan. You, nobody knows what this it's is. Anyway, movie. it's just a weird, disjointed, like, weird horror movie. And that's what it fucking felt like multiple times during that car ride. One time I said, is he going to go kill them? Colin, <laughs> the way he was delivering his lines in this episode, I will, I'll so show cheerily. you what I wrote down. Look, I thought he was going to commit suicide. Yeah, I thought he was going to drive off a cliff with both of them. Jeez. I, I, the first thing I thought was that he was going to kill them, like he was heading out to kill them. And then the other thought I had was that he was going to take his death into his own hands because either way, he it's not in his own control. So I thought that was what was going to be groundbreaking. And that is why I'm ultimately very disappointed in this episode. I wrote it right here. I wrote the time. Look at that. Suicide. <laughs> because I wanted to see if he fucking committed suicide. I wanted you to know when I predicted. It. Well, 2003 was a simpler time. <laughs> People didn't commit suicide back then, okay? <laughs> People didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Learn something every day. Uh, Dr. Douglas hosts a gathering, uh, invites Dr. Brown there. Um, Delia's like, are they all here for dad? And uh, yeah, Donald introduces <laughs> I'm going to stick with the sentence. Uh, introduces Dr. Andrew Brown as the prodigal in both senses. Mm. Dr. Andrew Brown. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, they go, they get mile high pancakes. That's the same pancake place, right? As Is it the seen. same? Or I think it's talked that, about? that place they what... go to Denver for yeah. pancakes, yeah. right? Probably. Wait, but no. are they going? Yeah. I think it is. I think mile high pancakes is the place that uh, we've seen other yeah, in other episodes of the season, um, it's where Andy took um, that weird bite of reverence. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he took the weird bite of pancakes, but also no, it's where the Reverend took Doctor Brown after yep. he had that pink attack, and then he took his kids there later. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin and the diner is remembering more and more. We get a nice little scene of Colin and Bright's friendship. They reference a frog that they killed because they thought he would like the washing. And they just laugh about it. They're just like, that was so funny when we killed that frog. They named him Sparky. Did they name him Sparky before or after? Which, like, who names an aquatic animal anything to do with electricity? Who are these children? They don't make sense. Well, is it a reference to the fact that it died in a washing machine? No. It was named Sparky before the washing (laughs) machine. (laughs) Well, this seems like a, as good a time as any to have uh, our last prattling on of the season. Prattling <laughs> on with KT. Chris Pratt is a dummy. Yay! I like that one. <laughs> what well, do you guys Oh, God, what do I have to say? There's really nothing new. I like hate looked at his Instagram like for trying to get inspiration <laughs> yeah. just for this podcast because I think I've said, I mean, I could go on endlessly about how just stupid he is. When I looked at his stupid Instagram, he just like is so like, look at my perfect everything. Jesus, thanks, whatever. Like I'm the most privileged fucking dick and I don't like understand how anyone else could suffer or like you know oh fuck this fucking guy he's just so gross um and i hate that i keep seeing fucking the uh parks and rec clips 
it's all Andy Dwyer all the time. I'm so tired yeah. of it. I'm so fucking tired of seeing that. And uh, the best thing about tonight was watching the scene again where Chris Pratt gets punched in the face, yeah. um, even though it was just an old clip. And the scene that we were just talking about made me even more sure that Colin was going to commit suicide, by the way, because it seemed like the weirdest. Maybe it's because Chris Pratt sucks so much that he can't act and he's yeah. terrible. And uh, it made it seem like it was a really like a going a different direction. And I was wrong. I don't know what else to say about fucking Chris Pratt. I'm tired of talking about Chris Pratt. I don't even want to think about him anymore. And I'm sad that he's on the show. And I'm sure he's just going to be on it more. And I'm going to be disappointed. Do you want to cancel yeah. Prattling on like you canceled Chris Pratt? <laughs> well, but what if I come up with something new? I'm sure at some point he'll do something douchebaggy. And you know well, what sucks is that like I keep fucking, you know, everyone loves to defend him. And they're saying, you know, they say things like, oh, yeah, he goes and visits kids in the hospital and i'm like does he visit the gay ones <laughs> we made i we made this joke last week did we yeah adam did yeah. but we like we both were about like we laughed together because i said it and you were did like i was visit the gay ones holy shit all right well i had no idea that i said that last week your, your memory i told you that i have terrible memory this is why kt the second to the second memory. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, well, this has been the final of this season. Rattling on with KT. Chris Pratt is a dummy. In this scene, during the commentary, Greg Berlanti said to Emily Van Camp, uh, he gave her, gave her props, saying, you're not afraid to portray the more difficult aspects of being a 16-year-old girl. And Emily said, you know, I called you that one time saying, I can't be this awful person, hmm. but it's fun and satisfying taking those risks as an actor. So that's fun. And then uh, with respect to Colin and Bright, Greg Berlanti joked saying, we edited out their kiss at the end of this scene. <laughs> Male intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> but he also said everyone's afraid to write toward male relationships like this maybe it's because you have to make jokes about yeah. it has to be homosexual homoerotic wait who made that joke greg, greg Wait, and isn't he gay yes. or he is that's sad well i mean i think he was just making a joke but it does seem to be like yeah maybe he was like he was pandering to the straights in the room. Yeah, he? you're right. That's why I said it's sad. That's, that is, I think. That's why I said it's sad. It's very or maybe much he was, like maybe he's trying to be like, "Hey, treat. This is how you make a joke." Oh, <laughs> and treats like, "No, I don't make jokes like that." <laughs> not cool, Greg. That's not a cool thing to do. Holy moly, Greg! Oh my goodness, I'm a baby face guy. By the way, seeing him again with, oh my God, at the beginning with the, oh, just yeah, the, wrote it down. yeah, I said, OMG, beard equals so much better. <laughs> like oh, looking at him with the, yes, mm -hmm. it looked so weird. Like seeing Andy Brown, I mean, also Treat Williams, but like Andy Brown with this like pointy yeah. situation. And then he had the beard and he was Andy Brown. Yeah, just a fuzzy he, guy. He looks oh. distinguished with yeah. a beard. I don't even know about that. He just looks like 
cozier in the face. I was referencing the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Listen, eyebrows. Oh shit. Oh. <laughs> We've all had so much self-control. Fifty-six minutes into this recording, and I'm the one you ruined it. For the recording, I was sharing about a haircut slash eyebrow cut slash skin skin cut, cut that I got. We will, we will circle back to this later. At the party at Dr. Douglas's house, <laughs> Ephraim and Dr. Douglas have a little scene. Ephraim says that I've, you know, I've never really seen him like this. I usually catch him at his least useful. So he was pretty amazing, huh? You have no idea. Was he always such a rock star? How'd you know? Well, you get to tell with doctors. Maybe it's all these years of book collecting, when you start to develop an eye, the big joke is you can tell a book by its cover. David Copperfield, huh? <laughs> the old ones, anyway. See, it's the stitching. It sort of tells you what level you're getting. And it's the same with surgeons, too. Years ago, I was working rounds. I saw a nurse changing a dressing on a patient who had just come out of surgery. I looked at the stitches, same knot that everyone else ties, but these were just perfect. So I looked at the chart to see who the surgeon was. It's a doctor that I knew. It's good, nothing special. But I couldn't get it out of my head all night. Those stitches were too good for that doctor. So I called him at two in the morning to inquire about it. Was there anything unusual about the operation? No, he said, it was standard, except on a lark, he let one of the students close. I asked him who. And that's how I met your father. He was that good? Good. Oh, no, no. He was remarkable. You and your sister should be proud. I'm sorry, I gotta go back in there with the lions. You feel free to nose around. Yeah. I, I liked the line, I the one that you just said, that I wrote it down to usually catch him at his least useful. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I kept thinking about that for like a minute afterwards, and I'm like, he's right. Like, he's this super competent surgeon, but like in so many capacities to him, he's been yeah. completely useless. Like, not a good yeah. dad for so long. He's a terrible cook. He uses Christmas wrapping paper for birthday presents. <laughs> just like, you know, <laughs> just every little thing. He's not good at life. I can't, I can't, uh, just, you know, uh, daddy issues with Jerome. No. <laughs> uh, no, finish it. Finish it. Uh, to rhyme with Jerome. talk about things. Sadness at home. Yep. At home. Let me to this home. Yeah. Yay. I can't imagine going to one of my dad's work functions and then shit talking him, even like briefly, just being mm. like, I catch up at his worst. And then my dad hearing that and me not paying for that later of just being like, I'm sorry, what did you say to my coworkers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the nice thing is that Andy's used to Ephraim saying those things to his face. Yeah. 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 So there's there's quite a precedence for that because Yeah. Sorry about your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this was show, please no we have to you have to do the outro oh dads try hard watch andy sometimes it 
doesn't work, just look at me. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop that. <laughs> um, there were a lot of speeches in this episode medicine and speeches yeah apparently philip baker hall had just come to the to work on this episode from finishing the movie dogville cool mm, it sounds great this dogville <laughs> it's a cop show yeah no dogville is that um with nicole kidman yeah, that's a Lars von Trier movie. He went from doing a Lars von Trier movie to doing Everwood. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, treat, oh, in the commentary, it does tell a story about um, interacting with the extras and getting them all really talking about themselves. That's it. He was really <laughs> proud. Like, I was really, like, talking to those extras, and I got them really talking. And, like, yeah. there's another moment in the commentary where he seemed really jazzed to, to share something, and everybody else was like, all right, well, let's talk about... <laughs> <laughs> we should have him on this show. <laughs> he could talk about that all day long. We'd be like, tell us more, Treat, please. Oh, my God. We're going to save our guest. We're going to have one episode with as many guests as possible on, on the same episode, and that'll be after all four seasons. Biggest <laughs> <laughs> gets gonna be Chris Pratt, and then KT will just have a chance to go off face to face. I don't think we're. Yeah, oh I don't want to have Chris Pratt on the podcast. Uh. Uh-uh. But I would totally. Oh How my about god! That Chris Pratt impersonator. I would be. Oh, I would feel sad for the vitriol I would spew at him. <laughs> Somebody get up, fire up Cameo, and see if we can find one. <laughs> Kevin from The Office, he'll do it. He's big on Cameo. <laughs> yeah, he is. We hear how Andy met Julia, which is a nice, sweet moment, I guess. Yeah, it is. Believe it or not, this is a special place. I got a driving lesson here once. It's all coming clear now. Do you remember that girl in the dean's office I was trying to sweet-talk into getting me out of Douglas's rotation? Well, on our first date, she gets in my car and she makes a face like she just sat on a cat. Then she drags me here, she puts me in her Volvo, points to the stick shift and says, no self-respecting surgeon should be allowed to drive an automatic. It was around then that I decided I wanted a second date. Didn't mom drive a Volvo? That was mom? Baseball field, they're having their own private grad night before the seniors show up. Amy's mad that Colin's tying up all of his loose ends, saying, this is morbid. I know what you're doing. Yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? No, it's not cool at all, and I'm not going to let you do it. What are you getting so mad about? Grad night? This isn't your graduation. Calling your graduation is next year. Do you understand? Next year. So I just wanted to have one day, you know? Just in case. In case nothing. I know why you wanted to have this. You could tie up all the loose ends, get it all said and done with. Well, screw that, Colin. I won't let you. You can't finish anything with me today because we're not done. You are not done. God, this is morbid. You want morbid? Last night I wrote out my will. Don't you want to know what you get? Please, I don't want to do this. Listen. I know that you're prepared for the surgery. I just don't know if you're really prepared for what comes afterwards. In case you don't remember, I've already done that part. 
You know, I just wanted you to have something that was practically perfect in a movie kind of way, you know, something that you could hold on to. I want to hold on to you. That's all I want, so if you think you can graduate with me tonight, if you think you can tie our whole relationship up into a neat little bow, you can't. I'm sorry, but you can't. You have to come back home. Okay, I will. Like, Jesus, Amy, it's his fucking life. He yeah. feels like he needs to do this, like, support him. She doesn't want him to die. It's yeah. like uh, she's, she's doing toxic positivity of just, <gasps> like, yep. don't worry about this, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, hey, actually, let me do this. Because, yeah. like, actually, like, it's realistic day. and I wrote my will last night. Yeah. So just, it, right. He's not, like, giving up. Like, he's not, like, doing this and then deciding not to do the surgery or something like that. Right. He's just, like, trying to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. That was a very weird scene. Yes. No, I don't think it was weird. I thought it. I I I agree with the character choice. Did I think that's totally get... something she would do. <laughs> Man, but she's not always. She's I not always she necessarily just the most supportive, amazing person. It's hard for her too. No, are you kidding me? She fucking like sat. Yes, yeah, she. I'm not forever she did and it. dedicated every fucking waking, annoying second of her life to this dumb coma guy, and then like. Now we're supposed to believe that she's like... No, I'm she, I'm saying she hasn't always been perfect at every moment in the way that she deals with her relationships. But And it's right now, this is hard for her too. Like Toxic positivity. Yes, I agree. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm saying it was a good writing. I she's playing to her character. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but she just had a breakthrough is what I'm saying. Like she just uh, like a two episodes or one episode ago, like stood up to Colin and like was going to yep. do things for and herself. And then she learned that he has to get surgery again. It might die. It's fucking hard. She's grieving. She's pre-grieving. Yeah, uh, grieving. I don't like this fucking character. <laughs> also, in the scene, I it clicked for me that I realized that I am roughly the same age as the, these characters. I graduated in 2003. 2004. Woo-hoo. Wow. I'm in the same class as Ephraim Brown. Wow. <laughs> oh, no, I couldn't say that. No, that you couldn't. Five. <laughs> You're basically Delia's age. <laughs> Sam, more like. <laughs> Apparently, Emily had just Emily Van Camp had just gotten into a snowmobile accident that weekend before filming the scene, and she felt the need to share that with the commentary, and I felt the need to share it with you. The um, only person who reacted was Treat, because he knows how it feels when you share something and then nobody says anything. <laughs> I'm sorry, Emily. It's interesting. They they talked in the commentary about they decided um, intentionally for Amy and Colin not to have a kiss at the end of that scene. Mm, okay. Or even in the episode. Yeah. I don't think we see him kiss at all. We didn't hear it, that's for sure. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> we didn't hear their loud, wet slot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, driving lesson with the Browns. Got some playful music. It almost kind of reminded me of of Doctor Abbott's. I missed it. I didn't notice it. When they're driving mm-hmm. around the parking lot, 
Ely has a great line, sad, isn't it? To a passing college student. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'd be like, why is who? First off, I'd have to take my headphones off. I'd be like, I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> what? Why, why are you a child? Why are you, <laughs> you on campus? And why are you throwing away an entire pizza box? <laughs> um. After the lesson, and after Andy tells Ephraim that maybe he's just not good at driving, Ephraim says to Andy, maybe we're done at Everwood. And suggests going back to New York, not for him, but for his dad. When he said maybe we're done, I thought he meant like, maybe we're done having like a contentious relationship. That's what I thought too. Like, we're cool now. That was my first thought as well. I thought that's where he was going with that. Would that have been better than... It would have shocked me. It would have been like, why now? Just because he gave you the keys to your car, you guys are bros now? Like, what? He's saying, I think it's kind of nice. Now that he's seen Andy in his element, yep. he's he can actually make that mature decision and be like, look, yep. you know, you belong here doing this, you know, and if it means that you don't get to, like, see us, like, I'm old enough now to, like, accept that. I think it's a cool, cool yeah. little turn for his character. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, in the commentary, they were joking about Andy's monologue being taped to the dashboard. <laughs> oh, my God. Treat, oh. treat insisted. This one I knew. Oh, Treat. Oh. They taped it there, and I didn't need it. I swear. It just makes me wonder all over again, why do it? Why give up the job that you were obviously meant to do? Move us to some town that you never even heard of, where we have no friends, we have no family. I made a promise to your mother. Years ago, we were talking once about what I would do if anything ever happened to her. I didn't want to hear about it, but she wouldn't let up. She started telling me about some town she got stuck in on a train trip with her parents when she was a girl. A town called Everwood. She said it was the most beautiful place that she had ever seen. And that if anything ever happened to her, I should go there. I don't know if she really meant it. I don't even know if I remember the conversation very well. But if she did mean it, even a little, I had to do it. I broke enough promises to her while she was still alive. It was the only promise left I could still keep. Anybody else know about this? Nope. Do you realize how much easier this last year would have been if you just told me that? Probably. So why didn't you? I don't know. It wasn't supposed to be easy. But yeah, so we get to see Andy share with Ephraim about his promise to Julia in this episode. And they, um, in the commentary, Greg Valenti noted that they play the theme from the pilot, the same one that played under when Andy and Julia had the conversation back in the first episode. They play it again here. Nice. Uh, Just kind of nice. Yeah. I like that. Me too. Didn't notice it, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you. I mean, they were like, he was like, so even if you don't like, even if yeah. you don't, 
aren't aware of it subconsciously. It might be yeah, exactly. A bit. I like that. Colin, Amy, and Bright take the long way home. Uh, you can take this road the whole way. Yeah, I know, but is it not? Just turn left. It goes straight to Everwood. Yeah, but that's going to take like three more hours. I mean, the highway's a lot quicker. And there it is. Good idea. We'll take the long way. <laughs> Amy. I love you. The, the the trip overall was a little strange to me because like I was gonna comment on this later, but he Colin I think he's talking to Andy near the end and he refers to it as a, as a kind of an insane day, and I'm like mm-hmm. your insane day is let's see let's count it down eating pancakes <laughs> running around an empty baseball diamond and then taking like a five hour drive home because you didn't take the highway. I think the crazy day was. Amy confronting him and calling it all morbid, and then him working at the nerve, not the nerve, but telling Amy, I love you. That makes it a crazy day. Because when you tell somebody you love them, it's insane. (laughs) There we go. go. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Listeners, he perched. Rita Mamoon, during the commentary, said during this part, she was like, this is my favorite scene in the whole episode. It feels like high school. Wait, wait which one? The, in the, the driving the part. Drive I never had a fucking convertible. No. Which, right. <laughs> also, you, des- you described them as 45-year-olds. I did. I said this is while the most we were watching. all of the... It felt like the, the scene was being acted by 45-year-old people trying to play high school well, students. Because they were singing R.E.M. They're like, we are doing things like teenagers. It was like they didn't know how to be young. It was well, that's so weird. weird. Well, they said in the commentary... Rena Mamoon said, first we had Rocket Man by Elton John. <laughs> At the table read, all three of these guys were like, what is that? Yep, yes. Yep, mm-hmm. We realized we're old and our references are shot. Oh, uh-huh. man. But also, those kids are dumb. That's Greg like- Berlanti was like, and this makes me feel fucking old. Greg Berlanti in 2003 responded to this saying, At the ripe old age of 30. And then Tom Amandis, because he was like only 30 at the time. <gasps> yeah. What? No. What? That's not possible. No. Yes, Greg Valenti was thirty when he when this was on. Oh, Greg oh, I thought you were saying 30. Tom Amandis was thirty. No, like, there's Tom, no uh, way Tom, that he was thirty. Tom Amandis. Tom Amandis then said, "What does that make us?" And then Treat said, "That makes us dead." <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to make up for that Eminem joke. Oh, Treat. Yeah. yeah. Did anybody laugh? Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> I guess probably now. then. <laughs> Good one, Tree. <laughs> Insert that somewhere. Maybe part of the insane day, by the way, was was getting Amy to sneak out of her house off of her perch. Mm, okay. Maybe that okay. was crazy, right? You know? Insane. So crazy. But you know what? 
I love your joke, but he's about to fucking die from brain surgery. So that's why it's a crazy day. He's like, this is oh, a, yeah. the craziest last day of my life. He's literally going, he's thinking he's going to die. That's why he's apologizing to everyone, making amends with everyone. So that's why it's crazy. Okay. He thinks Colin's going to die. All right. He's not going to, and I'm disappointed. Greg Berlanti says, here is the moment for all the teenage girls in America. Is when he says, I love you to Amy. Sure. <laughs> they were like all about these fucking car scenes. Since this but, is the last like, scene. No, oh. I think that's that's part of what bothers me if he survives. Because it feels so like, oh, look at this hot guy. We can't kill the character off. The teenage girls love this hot character. That's why I'm disappointed. Because it's just like. Because mm. you like crushing teenage girls. No, I. No, it's just he doesn't. Ugh. Should, we watch, should we watch the season two premiere tonight? <laughs> I wish. I no, we have to. We have to wait. <sighs> and we have to watch. We have to watch uh, Street Learning Desire. That's true. Um, real quick, I forgot to bring this up before. It's the last scene with these three, and it's from a scene before. So Parker, you can cut this out and put it in the right place. <laughs> okay. Ridiculous. But it was just, it was just, I was doing some teleplay work myself and okay. uh, there it's in the place of the pancakes where they're having their bromant. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he um, said something about it, reminding him of the, with his memory about a picture made of dots referring to, I'm assuming pointillism. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I was hoping that Bright would say something about like thinking he's talking about like a connect the dots. <laughs> That would have been a great line. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's you, like, oh, I have one of those. And he pulls it out. He has it folded up in I've his pocket. Twelve thirteen? Or <laughs> Or is it an actual like pointillism painting that he's trying to connect the dots on? I don't know. I don't know what, what where to go from this thought. I I thought Wes was always left. <laughs> I like the idea of Andy Brown, like at some point, like just trying to help Bright with like his map skills, and he's like, "Hey, no, 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 easy, easy, easy." West is always left, and then Bright's like, "Oh." Oh, that should have been captured. I thought you were saying your picture, you're going to say that your picture, Andy Brown helping Bright, and he proposes brain surgery. (laughs) Yeah. That too. (laughs) Um, uh, Last little observation that Greg Berlanti shared in the commentary about that, them deciding to take the long way home, is that it's supposed to be evocative of the the beach scene in uh, the July 4th episode, We Hold These Truths, where Colin... Um, Bright and Amy are lying there, and Colin's like, oh, "We got five more minutes. Like, let's just stay." <laughs> so Amy's suggesting mm-hmm. that they take a long way home. Is this kind of like, yeah, let's do it. we got all the time in the world? Yep. They don't. No. Andy and Doctor Douglas. One last scene with them in Doctor Douglas's study, hashing out the details of the surgery, and. Ending with Dr. Douglas telling Andy not to do the surgery. Mm-hmm. 
thoughts, feelings. Don't do it, man. Don't well, do it. So, like, I, this whole time, that's what I thought it was setting up for. Like, don't do it, and then he's going to die. And it's why it's disappointing because if he does, if he doesn't fail, that's not interesting. I want Andy to fail. <laughs> he's still Kavoth in so many ways. But if if Colin dies, right? Doctor Douglas says, like, well, first of all, he says you don't go against these kinds of odds unless it's up to advance the science. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. What you want to do now? It's not medically remarkable. It's just hard. And this is one of those lines, right, where Andy says, I'm doing it for this town. Everything's mm -hmm. connected, and he is at the center. Yeah. I don't buy it. Right. It no. At the center. Mm -hmm. No. But see, the only thing about the, the funny thing about that is that it made me again think that he was going to die because it's like, that's not true. And it would be interesting to see the town without its center. If that's what they keep wanting to push, these writers, this fucking, oh, Collins at the center of the town, have him die. Have him die. Then I will be interested in the reaction. He okay. really wants the villagers of Everwood to suffer. Mm -hmm. Yes! Without their golden child. The villagers. <laughs> the villagers. <laughs> well, Dr. Dr. Douglas is very straightforward about it. He says, your soul cannot bear another loss. Well, first yeah. he says, you won't be the town savior. You'll be a child's executioner. Mm -hmm. Which was weird. I mean, is that weird? I thought it was weird. I Why mean, in a small town? Executioner, like... like that was a really strong word, and I know that he's trying to say like, "Be afraid, the town will be be mad." But are we really supposed to think that these people will view him as somebody so callous as an executioner of a child? Think how well, Colin Hart's parents treated him. I just know. In the middle of all of so everyone should just be like, "Well, that kid deserves to be treated like garbage." Apparently, that's what his parents do. So why do we care? <laughs> Well, he uses the word executioner. I think he's trying to be persuasive. It just seemed extreme. Yeah, it is extreme. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> but then they're not going to kill him, so this is lame. <laughs> Adam, I hate everyone! <laughs> Parker, edit that out. Parker. No! <laughs> loss, especially not... <laughs> Face. especially not one at your own hands and andy says that's pretty much why i have to do it which i think because what's happening to colin that is requiring this surgery happened as a result of the first surgery right yes. mm -hmm. so i think that's what he means when he says that's why i have to do it like mm -hmm. i'm not sure exactly what he meant yeah if i don't do anything to fix this like i'm responsible for for I, what happened. I wasn't I was thinking it's either that because I was thinking about that too, what he meant by that. I think it's either that or that like he is the one that can do it. Like if it's right. gonna be done, it's sure. gotta be him to right. do it, basically. And if he doesn't do it, that's the same as as him whatever. Right. Like dying. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that later part where he, I just I don't it's just remarking on that. Like the later part where he's just like looking at the you know, the, uh, the, the imaging and the he's montage. like doing the things with his hands, like as uh -huh. if he's like practicing the surgical move or whatever. And uh, my thought so hard at, during that point was just like, man, can you imagine being the one person mm -hmm. who could potentially fix somebody or like change someone's life in that way, but being the only person, cause that's apparently what he's being considered as is like just this, the person for brain surgery. Yeah, right. Uh, I get anxious before my dumb job. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. I get anxious before this podcast. You get, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, what the fuck are the expectations? <laughs> Guys, I'm the only You're one the that only can one. hold this podcast down. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> so, Andy leaves this, this scene, leaves Dr. Douglas saying, yeah, I'm going to do it. Which, yeah. uh, joking while watching, like, once again, you're turning your back on me. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to help, and nope. That was the one little arc with my character. All right, bye. <laughs> uh, Ephraim and Colin, the awkward waiting when Colin goes to the brown house. That was a very funny joke. Uh, bad luck. Is it bad luck to see your surgeon before <laughs> the surgery? Yeah. Uh, Arracha, was you, Jerome? Good job. That was Jerome. That was so good. And then, and then Eric, did you say, don't worry, I'll be wearing a veil? Yeah, yep. I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> this is very funny. I don't like this scene. Okay. I don't like the first part of the scene, the scene between Ephraim it's and weird. Colin. Because I was so, you remember, I was such a fan. I loved yeah. the Ephraim yeah. Colin friendship, there was no and there was no resolution. There's yep. no. I would have. I. I need. I honestly needed it. I needed Colin to say, "Hey, man, I'm sorry." Well, yeah. Colin, like, granted, come back in season two and solve. Yeah, that but resolution. like, if we see him having these interactions with all with these other right. like mm-hmm. all the other characters, and it's just frustrating. Um, yeah. Because like I loved I loved their friendship and you know I don't know so just annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, Treat said about the scene between the two of them. Uh, there's a physicality between us that was a choice that we made that just sort of happened where we hold hands, and he liked that. He liked that they held hands. But you laughed during that moment, KT. Oh wait, wait. But it was because what did what did they say? What what was the line? Oh God, I would need to know. It was not the the act of holding it. Well, the he, holding he hands said, was like a punchline. I laughed because I was like, "Am I supposed to think?" He said, "You're like, gonna be okay. This is not gonna be opened." And he says, and Colin says, "Okay." This is not. Oh, the letter is not gonna be opened. Yeah, the, yeah. because, because that's the whole thing. Colin does not want right. to Doctor Brown to keep trying. Don't don't bring me back if I'm not gonna be myself. Promise me that you won't keep trying. So yeah. it is a really funny scene. So I, I, I got <laughs> why you would be laughing. See, you know, it sucks. Like I must be I, I, as much as I like this show. I really enjoy watching it, and I really love some of the characters. Like I just don't have an attachment to Colin. His whole, oh, this whole. What? It's obviously I know that I'm just probably repeating myself, but I think so. Like watching that scene between Treat Williams and this other dude that I don't care about, and like then there was this like it was like the hand holding. I wasn't laughing because of some like homophobic reason or something. I was laughing oh, no. because it seemed like they were like we did the scene, like just like reached out. <laughs> And like we're like yeah, like it just yeah. seems yeah. So, so part of Treat's yeah. writer is that you he, there's a firm handshake at the end of every scene. And they just kept that <laughs> one in. That's that you know that he, he's completed the scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it so much better now. <laughs> I still part of me so like Colin should have apologized. He really should have. Yes, yes. But then the other thing is that he didn't. 
he never apologized to Amy for like, yeah, no. it was because now I know that my brain's messed up. He, he decidedly was like my frustrations in our relationship has nothing to do with that. But Amy like, is, a, is in a, is in an early cycle of abuse in which she's like abused for giving all these behaviors Yes, and, and she doesn't need a sorry from him at all. Right. You know, like, yeah. But now that like he, he like they all know something's wrong, and that was the source of the fight originally. Right. But Ephraim right refused to pretend that everything was okay. Right. So, like now that like it's that's obviously the case that nothing that it wasn't okay. I think they should have kissed and made up. I think. But they I think doesn't kiss. Do they try to like half-ass it where where uh, Colin's like I know what you're gonna say, and so then. That whole scene was supposed to be like well, because well, no, but the reason there. he's the reason he says trust me, I know what you're gonna say or whatever, is is because Ephraim or like Ephraim's like I feel he's saying like I feel, and he's like trust me, I know how you feel. And it's only because like everybody else I've been interacting with has been acting and feeling the same way, like awkward and nervous because this might be, you know, my last day on Earth. Damn. Or I think that's what it was. Damn. I, I mean. It did feel uncomfortable, that scene. And I'm just thinking back on it. Like, I feel like I maybe like it for that reason. Because, like, I was talking about... We talked about how so much of this episode felt like a soap opera, Mm -hmm. right? And that, like... I could totally see that being just a real scene. Like, you don't... You know, like... Yeah, like... Uh, why force a a resolution right he colin is still a human and he's like i'm still mad that i think my girlfriend kind of likes you Mm. like i don't know like you know true not everything has to be perfect tv stuff i don't know i'm just i'm not sure how i feel about it i just have residual i you know it's me before i even knew i was queer loving those two and just oh oh you what because all gay guys look alike and they <laughs> wanted them to make out because they look like each other. And when they were standing like by, by each other in that scene, I was just like, oh, same height, same hair color. Uh-huh. They're basically like the same person. Mm-hmm. They'd That's- be like 80% of all gay couples. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, like- Colin has purple hair? <laughs> purple. purple hair. All right. Nina is helping out. Yeah. Browns, poor Nina, because right, you almost forget that you know she had that awful stuff with Carl. The funny thing is, as soon as that scene started, I did not forget it. I was like, I am so excited for these two. And then and then she was just awkward about it or whatever. Not really. Like she's not gonna she's not gonna like saving no especially not oh because it was the surgery day wasn't yeah. it yeah of course not like any time leading up to the surgery like she's like so yeah. she's bearing this like on her own yeah Andy's there he knows nothing about it he's getting ready for surgery and he says carl's one heck of a lucky guy yeah it's such a like to have the season finale just know that like nina is like dealing with this and the whole town, the whole failure. show is about Colin. That's yep. a failure in the town that Nina doesn't have anyone to talk to that she could confide in. Yeah. She could have talked to Edna. She could have talked to somebody in between this time. Yeah. And it's just like, Girl, I got to yeah. tell you shit. Something. God, but the fact yeah. that just like, it, 
nobody, Nita? You have nobody to talk well, to? she might have told somebody who's not in the, like a character in the show. Like, Yeah, but small mm-hmm. town gossip spread. So, like, you know, yeah. it should have been back to him. Maybe, anyway. maybe she told, like, a friend of hers on The Sims Online. I played The Sims Online at the time. My Sims name was Dashboard Confessor. Now I know how to treat Williams. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say anything because I had to wait to let the silence sit there. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't, like, that actor, Stephanie Nisnik, she did such a great job. Like, she had so little bits to work yeah. with that, that just that one little mm-hmm. scene, very little dialogue, she fucking crushed it. Yeah. It brought that whole episode back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a great, it was a great episode. I think that's part mm-hmm. of it, but just... You know, she did such a good job in that little that scene. small part was yeah. so powerful. Yeah. yeah. And it's very sweet. She gives uh, Andy a little kiss on the yeah. cheek. <laughs> Calm down, KT. Come on, guys. Calm down. Come on, guys. She, sh- she should have fucked him before the surgery. Yeah, why the fuck not? Whoa, guys. Andy and Nina, it's a platonic friendship. Friendship. friendship friendship. <laughs> there we go. Didn't merit a perch. It I was didn't waiting merit for the a perch before, and now it happened. It's like a minute too late. <laughs> Ephraim's like, can I drive us to the hospital? And he's like, not if we want to get there alive. Ah, yeah. ever would. <laughs> ever would. All right. The montage. weird haircut stuff. I totally forgot. I did, didn't even realize that I was getting a haircut on the day that we would be dis- discussing an episode where Colin gets his haircut before the surgery. Yeah. Um, his mom says, you came home one day, you announced you needed a cooler barber, and you fired me. Um, when he was there remembering when she always used to cut his hair. And he asks her if she wants her old, his, her old job back. Um, and thus starts... The montage set to the song, one of, still one of my top 20 favorite songs, Cathedrals by Jump Little Children. Um, I discovered it through the show, discovered the band through the show, and I fucking love it. What percentage of its top 20 spot for you is specifically tied to Everwood? Well, the theme is number seven on the list. (laughs) (laughs) But like, like how much of it being on this scene and and how you discovered it not not how many songs on your top 20 sorry with this song like what like how much of that is deserved by the fact that it's oh, tied to this fact, scene the fact that it's on oh it's totally connected yeah <laughs> because because like the i mean i still yeah i still watch this montage and just think it's great and really well made and and the, and the song makes it perfect originally um they said in the commentary that uh Greg Berlanti said that that song was originally supposed to be in the episode the unveiling 
where they go back to New York for the unveiling. I thought you were going to say that he said the song was initially Rocket Man. <laughs> <laughs> Originally going to play Rocket Man over this montage. <laughs> um, well, that's, what's interesting is that, like, if I were to name two, just two songs that were used on Everwood that, like, I loved, the first two would probably be Cathedrals by Jump Little Children and Trouble by Kristen Hirsch. And Trouble was the one that ended up being played over the unveiling hmm. and they pulled cathedrals and played it here. Oh, the other one would be there is a world inside the world by Rhett Miller. Yeah. It's another good song. Mm-hmm. Fuck. It's taking me back. <laughs> um, they express a lot of love for the, for the song and for the montage and the commentary. Tom Amandis is like, I can't imagine any other song here. And this is why I'm like, I'm harping on the haircut stuff. Trent Williams said during this montage, I never made the connection, but there was a scene where I cut my hair before going off to war in hair. And it was a very poignant scene. Mm-hmm. And I didn't make the connection until now how emotionally connected I am to both of these scenes. Wow. Hair, haircuts. Wow. Wow. Emily Van Camp said that her mom called her about the haircutting scene, saying that that was the most emotional part of the episode for her. And then we, Colin says 10, 9, 8. He's counting down. Apparently... <laughs> 1098 was almost the title of the episode. Oh, interesting. I, I, one, one more note about the montage, like with everybody getting ready or whatever and going, like I was like almost because of the, we were talking about the references to this town losing its center or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like he's, everybody's connected. Like I was like, I pictured them like cutting unexplainably to like this overhead shot of like the streets of Everwood with everybody like streaming on foot to the hospital, like masses of people. I would have liked a, just a random scene of Wendell holding a photo of, <laughs> Colin and just crying. <laughs> oh, Wendell. Uh, we get a little scene with Amy and Ephraim. Amy says, want to share a Twix? Ephraim says, good memory. I guess that's a reference to when yeah. Ephraim was there the one. for the first surgery. Yep. He makes it clear, I didn't come for you, I came for my dad. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> he has to make uh, it clear. You're still taking care of me, she says. And Katie made the funniest face. (laughs) 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 You're not allowed to make faces. This is a podcast. (laughs) Ephraim says, I think I'm going to skip New York this year. Worst time anyway over the summer because it's super humid. I guess he just went to New York. He got his New York... Uh, New York from a road trip. Well, when he ca- he came into the surgery room and he saw the odds, he was just like, mm, "She's gonna be lonely next year." He's hedging his bets. He's like, uh-huh. yeah, "Okay." He's placed his bets already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, yeah, we get the title of the episode when Ephraim says, mm. "I am home." It's kind of sweet, right? And then I was like, did they, at one point, at any point in the writing process, did they try to work in something, the line of, like, home is where the Colin Hart is? <laughs> oh. And That's I good. was like, they probably did not try to do that. <laughs> they could have just done home is where the heart is and spelled it H-A-R-T. Mm-hmm. 
That would have been a bit less. Or homes where the heart isn't, because we don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know. And of course, the episode ends with Andy's slow walk out to the waiting room. Guys, listen to what Adam says. Maybe he'll give it away. And go on. Andy's the look on Andy's face is communicates uh-huh. with subtlety. Yeah. And delicate ambiguity. Uh-huh. The following. The sponsor of tonight's episode <laughs> of Everwood Never Wouldn't is Marachino Cherries. <laughs> you knew you could eat us, but did you know that you could also dip us in sugar during a medical consultation <laughs> on the table and on the table and then eat us Maraschino cherries adam pronounced it maraschino earlier <laughs> but now he's saying maraschino which one is it what Neither. it's maraschino <laughs> what's happening <laughs> I've never had to say maraschino aloud. For real? Yeah, for real. Those are probably one of my top ten, like one of the best items on the planet. I thought you you were going to say one of your top ten cherries. (laughs) They're number ten on my cherry list. (laughs) I mean, like items on the planet. Yes. Holy water is probably up here somewhere. I don't know. And then maraschino cherries. Seriously. I think I have have a thing because I also used to pronounce... Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase. Yes, I remember when you Chevy did that. Chase. <laughs> Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Well, Chevy Chase. Um, oh, I love during the during the surgery. Who said someone spill a sugar packet? I I said that. <laughs> oh, because I said, give me a maraschino. Mar- yeah. Give me a maraschino cherry stat. <laughs> Oh, a sugar packet. <laughs> so fucking um, weird. It's a cliffhanger, y'all. We don't know what's going to happen. Is Colin going to be alive or dead? Well, you we do. don't know. I barely remember. Shut the fuck up. You know. <laughs> I do know. Okay. <laughs> do you know, Jerome? I know you've seen the show before. Do you remember at all? All I know is what we saw on the screen this evening. Okay. You, you might not have even watched season two. I did, definitely did not. Oh, <laughs> I moved to the Philippines by that time, and I was just like, "Hey, a whole new life. This is lost in translation in real time." So, oh, shit, yeah. ScarJo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was me. <laughs> I know. It was nice to hear in the commentary. Greg Berlanti said that doing Everwood. Uh, he said this has been the life-altering experience for me, the highlight of my life. Um, he also said it's not always the highest-rated show, so thank you to the executives for standing by it never asking us to do things to improve the ratings, et cetera. Maybe if they had asked you to do those things, maybe you would have had better ratings. Then would would it be a show we would want to talk about 18 years later? That's right. Good point. Um, So that is the season one finale. How about that? That brings us to our favorite segment. (laughs) It's tainted now because of the name. Are you going to survive the surgery? 
Parsley, sage, rosemary, TV time. <laughs> Remember me to your best friend, Bright. He was played by a dumb asshole <laughs> piece of shit. Mother fucking douche. Four seasons? This show did have four seasons. You missed out, buddy. Got off the airwood train. He's like, wait, what are we signed up for? (laughs) I know, for real. Bunch of comments. Apparently three more years. TV Tucker Isabella wrote four years ago in all caps. Oh my god. Did you spell it out? Oh oh my god. Yes, she okay. wrote, Oh my god. I'll give that a like. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Three years ago, TV Time user Angel Peguero mm-hmm. posted a picture of Colin and Amy on the couch with Colin in his arm in the in the sling. Okay. From after they ran down after their loud makeout session. Yep. They're trying that casual. It's that picture. And Angel wrote, please don't die. Sad face, sad face, sad face. Okay. I, I disagree. I, I will say now, just rip the bandaid right off. Amy doesn't die. Great. Because the picture, I get Because yeah. the picture had both of them, and I was building, I building up as if I was oh gonna God. say something about like whether Colin's die, and I was like, I'll tell you, and then like the pause, right? Uh-huh. And then I was like, Amy doesn't die. Thank goodness. He also wrote, "This show is so sad, but I loved the first season with passion." Heart can't wait to see more. This show is so sad. What? No, it's, it's not. It's a tragedy. That, that cathedral song. Come on. La 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 la. And I don't remember the word. <laughs> well, but it's in your top twenty. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Two years ago. TV time user The Fandom Lounge. Yeah, I've seen that before. Wrote a long comment. Wow. Oh boy, here we go. Better not have any spoilers in it. Wrote, this episode was incredibly sweet. Andy visiting his old mentor was a really nice touch to the pre-finale of season one. It's not the pre-finale. What? Finale. Anyway, I think it was necessary to, for Ephraim to see that, to know what his dad gave up for them, yeah. to know how great his dad is in some areas of his life. He <laughs> needed to find that kind of respect for his dad to keep making good progress in their father-son relationship. True. It was so necessary for Andy to tell him why he decided to live there in the first place. Not only was it a great bonding moment, now he has a piece of his mom in Everwood that he didn't know he had. Just so sweet. I loved the trio's scenes. Amy, Bright, and Colin could fool around like they probably used to before the accident. For the first time, I actually shipped Amy and Colin together because honestly, how can I not? I'm starting to like Colin. I hope he makes it. (laughs) 
KT wrote that comment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was a great episode summing up the past year in their lives, symbolizing how significant everyone has become to each other. Also, let's not forget how cool and understanding Harold was about the kids escaping their home in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about Dr. Abbott. Just, comma, this was an all-around sweet episode. I don't know how this show doesn't have more seasons and how it isn't praised more. Early 2000s quality of television rocks. Mm. Oh, they commented on their post saying, oh, it was the finale. Corrected themselves. Good job, the Fandom Lounge. I'll give you a like. Do they, does the show get more <clears throat> colorful in, in more seasons? Probably not. I, I forget. Probably less. <laughs> I like <laughs> Out. Oh, I love the three of them driving around together. I'm just like, oh no, it's three pretty white kids driving mm-hmm. around in their red Ford Mustang convertible. Yeah, remember? The, yeah, the, I don't think Hollywood was making progress on inclusivity. <laughs> progress yet. had stopped, like we because in the '90s it was all like fucking Power Rangers. We got an Asian, we got a black, we got a whatever, and then this WB thing was just like, no, uh. we can't go back. Like, mm-hmm. you no, know who's really hanging out together? And then we were starting to get back into like, come on, just throw pepper it, pepper it a little bit. Speaking yeah. of where are the black people, TV Time user Marillo Lopez Sobrino wrote five months ago. Five months ago, where was his assistant or whatever? The only guy he'd operate with. Yeah, good point. Where is he? Yeah, mm-hmm. the guy he had to bring back for the first one. <laughs> Well, maybe there they the wouldn't surgery? be fucking having to need more jelly for Colin's head if <laughs> brought that guy in. Yeah, it's true. Now I'm I need some more jelly. jelly packets. I don't know what he said. Jelly is definitely jelly. I'm hungry for jelly. <laughs> Two months ago. Two months ago. TV Time user 11, in all caps, wrote something in Arabic, oh. which I already... Selected with my S Pen and copied and pasted into Google Translate. S Pen. They wrote, very beautiful first season and great finale. And I will like that because it has zero likes right now. And I am not an Islamophobe. TV time, time, xenophobic. No. (laughs) This is a very recent comment. Yeah, two months. That's crazy. Hot on our heels. One month ago, TV Time user Julie, spelled G-I-U-L-Y, wrote... Is this Rudolph, Rudy Giuliani? Oh, yes. no. Rudy Giuliani <laughs> wrote, I read the title of season two, episode one, oh. dot, dot, dot. I'll give that a like. Do we get to know that title? Yeah, well, we, yeah. we will at the end, right? After we do our ratings, uh, this has been Parsley Sage Rosemary TV time. It's time for ratings. I will give it a five in anticipation, a five while watching, and a five upon reflection because I just can't, just can't help it. This was a seminal. <laughs> episode of television in the life of young Adam Lover. And I will never forget how great it was and is. Mm. Fives. Wow. 
Wow. He's <laughs> <clears throat> just sitting that for a while. You want to go? Oh, I'll go. Perch in it. Perch. perch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like your perch. I feel like I can already. I I I feel like part of your rating is gonna is so dependent upon what happens <laughs> in the season two. That's premiere. part of the problem. But I'm gonna say that like so my anticipation five. Of course, I was n- nervous. I was like, what's gonna happen? I hope it's good. I hope I'm not just gonna hate this episode. Yeah. During. Here's the problem. It was just like so much about Colin. Yes, it was so much about Colin, and I didn't care about Colin enough. Like I thought, honestly, if this was like part one of a two-part finale where Colin, like they had this set up fine, they wanted to do this, but then the the second part was like he he died. something or they had to deal with if dr brown had to deal with the medical decision of like a dnr or something like because colin gave him the letter and like maybe his parents didn't want to do it like that could be interesting to me but i just am like this colin shit this is starting to just not starting like i've never cared enough to make the whole show about this and for them to try to convince me that that's what it's been about all along I don't know. It's eh. sure. sure. So I'm going to say three, but then like afterwards four, because like, I like listening to things and I had fun talking and it sounds like you had so much fun. To say. No, I'm just I trying like to think of like things. whether my mind was changed. That's usually goes into this rating. Like I've had my mind changed about things before. And I, that like diff- makes the episode different. I don't think in general there was much to like, changed because it's just about like me thinking we all kind of agreed that it was like Colin Colin and it was like where where did that come from like it doesn't feel earned you know yeah sure yeah which you know yeah yeah, yes and that is such (laughs) an integral part of the episode like yeah I honestly like I would be tempted to to knock my my reflection rating back to a four except for just like I my nostalgia is too much wrapped up in it. Right. It's it's just too. It's it, yeah. It's too close. Yeah. So, but I totally get it. Yeah, that's a five three four from KT. Yeah. I dig it. Who's next? So, in anticipation, <laughs> five stars. <laughs> looking forward to seeing the finale of season one. Could have been slightly lower because I was not excited about the title of season uh, this this episode mm-hmm. rather. Yeah, and I like to mull over that home. Bleh. Yeah. Um, Would you have liked ten nine eight more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It would have been more fun to guess that one. Exactly. Yeah. It's just home. It's, it's like a boring. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, still five in anticipation. That wasn't enough to bring the actual rating down, but you could feel it pulling on it just a little bit. Um, During, I mentioned that this didn't feel as groundbreaking to me as other episodes have. Not all of them, but some of them. Mm -hmm. But I did get to come up with some fun jokes while watching it (laughs) that I got to share with you guys. And so that's enough to give it five stars. And then... 
afterwards, it, the retro, whatever we're calling it, it would be five stars, except I'm still hung up on how they drove all the way to New York and back. <laughs> yeah, it really was a big discussion. Yes. And if Adam hadn't mentioned that it was in New York, then I wouldn't have had that that yeah. hang up. So well, they don't. I don't think they ever they ever say it in they, the episode. No, that's what I'm saying. I didn't. That's why so, during so like, watching, no problem. I wonder. I wonder if like the reason that they didn't have it said is because they were like, yeah, we can't really make the timeline work, so let's just not. Yeah, like make people think about it. Exactly, but it is canon that it is there, and you brought that to my attention. Yeah. So four stars <laughs> in retrospect. Right. That's that's fair. Totally fair. And. Dear boyfriend, uh, will I would say, you betray me too? <laughs> uh, yeah, five going into it for sure. Um, you actually did tell me the outcome of this at the beginning of it. And I know that when like, I saw your Tinder profile and, and first you're talking or whatever, and you're just like Everwood. And I was like, oh, I know Everwood. I was just like, I know Everwood that I watched it, but I don't remember much of it. So, But uh, you remembered like... When I mentioned it that night on the porch, you like, yeah, Ephraim Brown. Like, you remembered like the names. Sure, and stuff. sure. Because yeah. how often do you ever hear the name Ephraim? And so I was just like, oh yeah, that's the show with the with with the guy with the forehead that I like, and yeah. he's on that show. Like, sure, totally. But like, that was me flexing hard, and I'm so glad you didn't quiz me on that. Night. <laughs> that being said, now having watched everything or whatever, it's just uh. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely do agree that it was this whole show too much about Bright. There's so too much, much about Colin, 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 yeah. and also Bright. Yeah, Bright. <laughs> Always, any scene is too much about Bright. Yes, right. uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I did have fun along the way, and I got to meet Katie and Eric, uh, and we did get to share lots of jokes and things like that throughout. So I, I will even give it a five for the, 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 the going through it. Mm. And then uh, in the end, I'm going to get better five also. Five all the way through. Yay! In the, in the middle boyfriends. of that, I felt like Jerome was like Colin <laughs> tying up loose ends. <laughs> yeah. And so now I'll leave. <laughs> Goodbye, Adam. For good. No, and then if KT's prediction, right, he's going to kill all of us and then himself. <laughs> no, Jerome's going Jerome's to hand me a letter and say, don't bring me back. <laughs> if I can't Season be two, if I can't nine. be myself and talk about my dad stuff, yep. my brother <laughs> issues, don't bring me back. Yep. Promise me. Um, <laughs> oh that's man. Well, that's a five 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 from me, a five 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 from Jerome, a three five four. Nope. From KT? Nope. No, five, four, three, five, four. Oh, five, three, four. Yeah. My bad, my bad. Uh, and a five, five, four from Eric. That's great. <laughs> that is great. Can I say that it's going to be really fun 
if anyone ever listens to this. <laughs> because here's the thing. Anyone who would listen to this fucking podcast is got to be like a fan of Everwood, right? Or just like one of our friends. In that case, this doesn't matter. But like somebody who's like, I like Everwood. I'll listen to this. I'm going to be the villain of the podcast, you guys. <laughs> I'm going to be the fucking villain. Enlighten a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, and they're going to hate you for it. (laughs) You're right. That's what they always do. I just wholeheartedly enjoyed this show before KT. (laughs) Now I can't enjoy anything. You literally screamed during this episode. I hate everyone. Yes, (laughs) I did. You are definitely the villain. I, yeah, it's so sad because I definitely don't hate Everwood. I don't no, even remember yeah. why no, I actually said that. Oh, don't try to that. save face. Which 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 was it that I said I hate Everwood because Colin doesn't they, die or something? They were joking. You were making a little joke. It was funny. All <laughs> right, just like treat. All right. Do you want to hear? Yes. So, I guess we're just gonna keep on doing <sighs> Everwood this way we're gonna keep on recording a fake non-existent podcast hey the one episode is edited right yeah, it is edited, but i but like i'm not you gonna told me it's good you need to listen to it eric no i'm never gonna listen to this are you kidding <laughs> eric me eric doesn't listen to any podcasts anymore at this point he has no free time even though it sounds what's that it's the season two box <gasps> if you see the art and the and be and have stuff given away. Well, that means that Colin's on the box, or isn't on the box. Boo! <laughs> or there's so a or that. there's a tombstone. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best pose ever. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, listener, whether or not you exist, whether or not you ever hear this podcast, which does kind of exist, but kind of doesn't, it's like Schrodinger's podcast, <laughs> I love, um, we will continue watching season two and recording our conversations afterwards. It'll be interesting because season one is by far the, the those are the episodes that I've seen so many times. Mm. Season two... I might have. I, I'll, I'll. I'll probably only have seen the episodes maybe two times. That's so crazy to me. And then seasons three and four will be even like. I'll be like, why is that, Adam? It, it's the same with like slings and arrows, honestly. Because I, because when I'm show, part of it is that like when I am sh- introducing a show to somebody, I rewatch, and we usually, you know, only get through like maybe the first season before they never talk to you again. <laughs> but also part of it is that like i i just i guess i just rewatched season one like back then maybe even during the summer between seasons one and two mm-hmm. like i was obsessed with it and i would i just rewatched it so many times and then i that just like i, I kept watching the show but it was never quite as hmm as much of a fever pitch. I'm still so so amazed that you keep using the word like obsessed. Like you were obsessed with this show. I was, I loved it. Was this back when you were like still quote unquote, like a good kid? Were you religious at this time? Yeah, I was still a Christian in high school. I mean, I, but also struggling with like doubts and shit. 
Yeah. So maybe the show was edgy for you, and you were just like, yeah, I mean, it's... Ephraim was Ephraim was edgy, but also no, but it was always about the character work uh, and, and about Harold Abbott and mm-hmm. and Andy and uh, yeah. All right. Do you want to know the title of the first episode of season two? Yeah. Yes. I think. You can close your ears, but I want to because that guy said, or a person, whoever it was, said, I just saw the title. And if it gives something away, then I can be either disappointed and just ready for being disappointed, or I could be like, oh, shit, and be more excited. Either way is good for me. I don't want to know. All right, I want to know, though. The title is The Boys Are Back in Town. The Boys Are Back in (laughs) Town? No. (laughs) I was like, oh, well. Missing the jokes. Listeners, I don't have my headphones on, but I'm still here. <laughs> the title of season two, it's not, it's, you know, is The Last of Summer. The Last of Summer. Oh, sorry, I left out a word. It's The Last Funeral of Summer. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, um, all right. Tell her. Unless you. I can't. I mean, I could try to make a prediction uh, what what a season are we in <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> well it's the last day of school That's so right. I, okay. I think it takes place around the same time it aired late may early june i don't know i, I especially don't want to start I, I have to start thinking out loud because it's a fucking podcast but i don't want to because you're sitting right here it's okay <laughs> I, I it's okay no, no, no. I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to say anything else. We don't need to do about it. Yeah, put, tell Eric. Yeah, put season between one on. and two. You, you know, put your headphones back on. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, I, we already were talking about it at the beginning. We already kind of heard it, but like what, having watched the episode and gone through the discussion, and Jerome is not allowed to say because I think I did tell him at some point when it happens. I reminded him. Um, what's your prediction? Will Colin survive the surgery or not? Slash, should he? Like, what do, what do you want? I know, Katie, you want him to die. What do you think is going to happen? I want him to die, but I think that because it was not said at the end of the episode that he isn't going to die. Exactly. Like at first I was like, oh, yes, 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 yes. And then it was black and mm-hmm. I'm like, still, yes. And then I'm like, wait a second, though. Like, it's totally just a cheesy, like, willy won't he? Like, right. Again, if I think if he were if he was going to die, he, there would have been like just like, again, like a shake of the head from Dr. Brown or something like that. Right. Some kind of indication that it was bad news other than like, I just have some really news that like things didn't go very well and he's in a coma again, or like things didn't go very well and he's going to be a vegetable. Like maybe it will, it, maybe it will be that he is on a, Oh wait, I, I, I've started predicting things. You just covered my mouth. Uh, Yeah, I know. I tried to cover (laughs) was covering your mouth. Shoot. Like close your ears for a second. Like maybe it's something about, maybe it's something about, um, like if he is like a vegetable, like I, that's not a, I'm sure that's a very insensitive term. If he is a, in a vegetative state or something that, uh, 
that they're keeping him alive for a period of time, but like the summer is like like maybe something about the last of some, no, it wouldn't be the that's not maybe. that's not what it is. Because I was like, oh, maybe they have to deal with it, and then we're gonna see the drama of like letting him go. But like, it's not gonna be that he's gonna be in it. So just fucking, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, do I think it? I, yeah, I no, I don't think I don't think that he'll at least be dead immediately. If he does die, it will be like they'll give time serious finale (laughs) fucking god right oh god serious finale is a dumb soap opera cliffhanger come on you what do you think eric i it's you know what i now i know what it is because adam loves this show and he also loved the leftovers. And so it's going to start and they're going to be in a completely different town in a completely different part of the country. And most of the cast is gone. And it's like, you got to start over. You're let's like watching a new show and it's super frustrating. And I, it's actually like a time skip in Delia's 17. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. That's incredible. That's not actually going to happen, but Oh my God. Now I want an Everwood reunion. They're doing a Frasier reunion. Why not an Everwood reunion? We gotta get those. I mean, we're gonna HBO. be the impetus. They're gonna <laughs> see how many people up. listen to our podcast and gonna be like, oh, <laughs> we gotta do something. Hey, if people are fucking commenting on TV time just a couple months ago, exactly. maybe people do wanna Rudy hear Giuliani was on me there. trash Everwood weekly. My goodness. <laughs> gonna get so many hate letters. Or is <laughs> podcast a vulture? Yeah, vulture. You liked Everwood. You like Gusto. <laughs> your hate your hate letters you're gonna get or be like, why do you care so much about this show that's 18 <laughs> years old? Hey, that you have to when get so I do something, I whole ass it. You whole ass it. You don't half ass it. Mm-hmm. And I am going to share my opinions because I care about Adam and he cares about this show. Great. Well, folks, this has been a divorce. The- <laughs> Wait, who's getting divorced though? You and me? Yeah, I was oh, just cool. joking about it. I was just, that my... was my first learning about it. <laughs> this has been the first season of Everwood. Never wouldn't. Yay. First of we... five. Four. What? Oh. We'll do a whole We're fifth season of, of guest interviews. Yes. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> I've had so much fun doing this. Yes. Um, I'm so glad that we actually did do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Jerome, I mean, like was more articulate about it than, than I am being right now. How just really lovely and fun and meaningful. And yeah, so thank you for doing this with me. Let us end the season with the most heartfelt rendition of a song we will breathe together three deep breaths together (laughs) jerome's reaching for his phone okay let's speed up the third one because and now all together Do 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 do
Cliffhanger. <laughs>